Hey, gang, you know what's on my mind more than deleting all the annoying kids shows that show up in my YouTube watch history from over quarantine? Better marketing decisions. Yep, that's right. That's why I'm so excited to be supported by my friends at PureCars, who put the power of data and superior information into the hands of dealers where it belongs. Use PureCar to make better marketing decisions and get better results. Visit PureCars.com to get a free, no-risk, no-obligation digital strategy analysis today. That's PureCars.com. We have a lot of conversations now about, oh gosh, I mean, anybody that's following the news, and I know our industry follows the news, like the the Apple car and how that's moving on to the next step. And they're having conversations with Hyundai and there's no secret around that. And they want to kind of co-develop this thing. And we wonder, oh crap, Apple is creative. They have figured out the trade process. They've figured out the online retail process. They've figured out, you know, um, um, estimations on values and they figured out how to engage an audience retention. They've got all these, they've got distribution figured out. And a lot of dealers I know are going, wait, in 08, 09, there were like 42,000 dealerships in the United States. By the end of 09, there were 18,000 or 17,000. What is this going to mean? What is Apple going to do to shake to our core? And they get stuck in their analytical mind, as you're saying. And so I love what you're talking about here is we don't need to have a conversation about what if we need to have a conversation about, but what can we do right now? What's in front of us right now? And, you know, but there's too many people who are talking about, you know, maximizing your analytics. And, you know, I, I do some consulting in, in manufacturing and, you know, I got called out to a place to, you know, find out why the efficiencies aren't better. Okay. So I start to dig in and we look at the efficiencies and it's a machine in a particular place with a particular operator. And I say, okay, guys, what do you guys want to do? Well, we need 0.01% more efficiency. I don't know. I'm making up the number because I forgot because year over year that will benefit us. And, you know, it'll improve the bottom line by this amount. Right. I said, okay, guys, but are we really asking the real question here? And, and they were like, yeah, I mean, we want more money. I said, okay, but what, what is the value of what that person is doing to the marketplace? They're like, zero value, Nair. I'm like, okay, then we need to really talk about what it is that we're doing. And so we kind of dug in and we started to explore what the value of their product or service was in the marketplace. And they thought, hey, you know, we're, we manufacture, you know, little parts for, you know, in great tolerances for the military and, 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 you know, commercial aviation operation. Uh, that's kind of what we do. I said, okay, so what do you, what do you consider yourself? And, and at the root of the problem, they weren't looking at their business creatively. They were like, we're a manufacturer. I was like, let's look at it creatively. They're like, cool, Nir, we do manufacturing. I'm like, not creative, not good guys. Let's go a little bit deeper. Like, why are we doing this? It. That sucked. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. And then, and so we started digging in and they really, they, they kind of got the idea that at their core, they're in the business of trust, mm. trust, and their customers engage with them because they trust them and they have a track record of delivering that enables them to do complicated things in a 
a, a dependable measure, right? So imagine, right, you have a dealership or you have a several sort of, a, you know, network of, of dealership. What is your identity? What is your creative identity? Why is it that you are doing that particular thing and exploring how you're doing it and sort of extracting the creative meaning of what that product or service um, means to your customers is incredibly valuable. It is tenfold more valuable than looking at your PL sheet. I mean, anybody can look at a PL sheet and go, yeah, we got to sell more units, but that, that does nothing for your brand. It does nothing to keep you updated and keep you in the loop of, of changes which are coming. And it really doesn't do anything to help position you as a value add to that particular customer. We get so, you know, so down in the rabbit hole of thinking, oh, you know, um, my customer shops here on price. I get that a lot when I'm consult. Um, near, we're the cheapest. So that's, that's how I keep customers going. It's a right to the bottom right. uh, margin suck. I'm like, well, what are you doing about it? You know, this is all about doing. This isn't about thinking. It's not about theory. We're not in college. You know, we're not writing a dissertation here. We're a friggin' car dealer, right? We gotta, we gotta sell units. I get it. But how we do that and, and the approach that we take can be as individual as that particular business. That individualism must rely on creativity. The brain is separated into the two hemispheres. One is analytical, one is creative. Unless we activate the creative side and unite it as a super unit to solve incredibly difficult problems, your dealership is doing the same damn thing that the guy next door is doing. And in order to differentiate, you need to take the analytics, don't throw it away, okay, use it, but right. ignite and learn how to develop the creative side of the mind so that your problem solving becomes your market identity and therein by build loyal and incredibly engaged customer base. Oh man, there's so much that I love about this. And the first one is, the, the first thing that I love about your message is it's hopeful. It's not like, Oh, and by the way, only certain creative minds can, you're, you're like, no, you can develop this. I love what you Anybody. just said about like unifying it with the other part of your brain to create this like supercomputer, as it were. Um, it's also very timely, even for my own organization, because as we develop technology solutions and things of that nature, I've been really pushing and saying, hey, I don't want to just create features to feel like we're catching up to what people want. I want us to innovate. I want us to go further past what people think they need right now so that we're thinking to the future. And I mean, we, we started this conversation kind of talking about how we do have more creative artsy minds and stuff like that, but that doesn't necessarily translate to business. So I want to ask you this from the dealer's perspective, what is something they can do today or this week that is going to start to shift the way they they think and start, as you say, marrying the creative side of their brain with the analytical process side of their brain. So the first thing your listeners can do right now is to start to understand the value of the little victory. Listen, I've been I've worked my whole life since I was nine years old. Right. And in, in incredibly competitive sales environments, what ends up happening is the North Star is always the sale. Time out. Okay? The North Star being the sale is not necessarily the most important thing. And hear me out. 
The reason is that the little victories that happen along the way may be far more powerful and indeed usually are than hitting that target in the first place. Okay, I'll give you an example. There was an ice cream salesman many years ago wanted to sell a bunch of ice cream machines. So his technique was analytical. And any business that thinks analytically only will plateau at a certain point. I don't care who you are or what you do. You're going to plateau. You're going to run out of people to sell to on and on. Right. So what he did was he's, you know, he, he's, oh man, I'm stuck. And he saw that a restaurant in California kept ordering machines. He was like, what's going on here? I'm going to have a creative idea, right? I'm going to get on the plane and go check it out. Most people wouldn't do that. Most people would be like, oh, great. Sell them more machines, whatever. Oh, find new customers. Oh, you know, sale, sale, sale. So he took time out. He went, looked at the, at the, at the restaurant in, you know, there was a line 45 minutes out the door. He stood in line for 45 minutes to go and, and finally get to order. He had the best cheeseburger he's had in his entire life. And the guy's name was Ray Kroc, and the restaurant was McDonald. So what I urge your listeners to do is look at those little victories and set those as milestones instead of that big target and allow for the little victories to have, at the end of the day, more meaning than that top uh, North Star. And it might sort of shift you into a slightly different direction, which makes us so uncomfortable because we don't like change. We don't like unpredictability. We don't like when things don't go according to our little master plan. But when you allow the little victories to kind of push you into the direction that you need to go, what you end up doing is you end up connecting authentically with the customer. Yeah, I think this is so powerful too. As you're listen, as I'm listening to you, and I'm taking notes, my mind's moving on how much that actually resonates with me. Um, it's those it's those little victories. As I think through my own progression, it's the little victories that bring me mm, what's the right word like satisfaction or confidence or like whatever the outcome of that small victory might be in it, and it actually uses an accelerant to to keep pursuing to keep pushing. In the moments where I feel pressured or where there's this unclear expectation that creates pressure, I never perform. I contract, you know, so does that feed into what you're talking about? Just this idea of opening yourself up, seeing the small successes that propel you forward. Yeah. And, and shifting your mindset, you know, from one of, if I don't make the sale, I'm a failure right? What, let's say your dealership is really, really good at, you know, customer service. You get good reviews and it's not because you're prompting people nonstop. Oh, you know, please write us a review. Oh, five-star only, you know, that kind of thing. You're, you're genuinely good at it. That has incredible value that cannot be uh, marked up on a spreadsheet, right? I, I do a lot of work. I do keynotes and workshops with C, uh, CFO groups, right? Financial people, because they, especially out of everyone, they understand that the numbers don't tell you everything. Yet here we are operating our businesses fully on the understanding that the numbers are everything and nothing else matters. It, it's not true. And what we end up doing is we, we end up going steamrolling past what is working in the business. And instead of shoring that up as a method of being differentiated in the marketplace, as a method of the value add, 
eventually bringing in more sales and really developing, you know, lifelong types of brands, what we end up doing is like, ah, forget that, you know, so what if we have good customer service? How many units are we selling? That mind shift has to happen. The mindset shift has to happen. And everything I talk about, every single tool that I have 92 of them in, in the book, it's free. It costs zero. It's not like, oh, you got to buy a piece of machine. Oh, you got to buy some software that'll help you. Oh, you got to, you know, it, it really is about shifting your mindset to allowing a different qualification system than what we've been nurtured with forever, right? From yeah. from our childhood and, you know, God forbid if you went to business school, right? We're nurtured with that sense of, you know, the sale that's being the North Star. But there is so much more value than just the sale. And there are ways to sure up amazing things that might not end up with dollars in your bank account, but will eventually position you to reap more reward. I'm Michael Cirillo, and you've been listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. If you're ready to make big changes in your life and career and want to connect with positive, nurturing automotive professionals, join my exclusive DPB Pro community on Facebook. That's where we share information, ideas, and content that isn't shared anywhere else. I can't wait to meet you there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.